This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Yo, what's happening? How's everyone doing? How's everyone feeling? Summer actually rained for the first time on the East Coast, which is really bizarre. Uh, it's been extremely dry, but it's raining, which is like, holy cow. I like, I don't mind that. I don't mind a little rain. Uh, I've got quite an interesting episode for you this week. Spoiler alert, I'm actually not the host of the episode. My buddy Colin, host of The Rock Fight. If you haven't listened to The Rock Fight, go look it up. It's an outdoor podcast. Ideas that aim for the head. Available wherever you find your podcasts. Duh. Colin True. I was a guest on his show. I loved how the episode came out. I talked a bunch of shit about mountain biking. And he called me out. He reached out. Uh, and this episode came out on the rock fight. It dropped last week. So maybe you guys heard this and the people that haven't, I just wanted to get some more ears on it again, rockfight.co, my friend, Colin true. He's the host of this show. So usually I say, I'm Adam X. This is the pursuit, blah, 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 blah. But that's not true. I'm the guest on this show. Rock fight. Thank you so much for having me. And to be honest, Colin bailed me out. Uh, I've had some injury. I've had an injury for the last bit here, and I've been really bad and poor at scheduling, if you haven't noticed. But it's been really fun because I've been exploring new options. But Colin said, put this out on your show. Let people hear it. So I'm super hyped, and I, I'm, I'm proud of this episode, and I stand behind it. And Colin's probably, arguably, a way better host than I am. So again, thank you, Colin. Thank you, Rock Fight, and go over to check out rockfight.co, the Rock Fight Outdoor Podcast, Ideas That Aim for the Head, available wherever you find your podcasts. That's it. We're going to hop right into it, and it's Colin's show from here, so I hope you enjoy this little treat. I don't do this often. I don't think I've ever done this, so interested to hear what you all think. Peace. Coming up on The Rock Fight, I pick a fight with Adam X from the Out of Collective who recently named an episode of his podcast Mountain Biking Sucks. And mountain biking does not suck. That's next. Welcome to The Rock Fight where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows. Sometimes we agree to disagree. I'm Colin True and on Tuesday of last week, I put up an episode of The Rock Fight that furthered my stance that mountain bike suspension is... If not pointless, it's definitely overrated. And because I'm not one to throw a stone and walk away, I wanted to have someone come on who definitely doesn't agree with me. So today joining me is Adam X, host of The Pursuit on the Out of Collective Podcast Network and co-potter of Adam Jabber, who provided the last rebuttal to my take on suspension. <laughs> Adam is here because he recently put up a podcast with a very clickbaity title, Mountain Biking Sucks. And I was listening to this episode, and while I I definitely agreed with some of your takes, Adam, I, some of the opinions on mountain bikes, there were others that elicited, say, some animated responses that were directed directly at my car stereo in the vain hopes that it would somehow reach you on the other end. I mostly walked away confused, so you seem like the perfect person to have on the rock fight, throw a few stones at each other. Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And before we even get started, like, Everyone needs to know that I am an idiot and like, like 
straight off the bat. Like you had Adam Jabber on and like, he is a bike technician. He's excellent. And I'll never say anything nice about that guy, but like he can actually fix bikes like by listening to a hub and like tells you what's wrong with it. And like, Mm. and be like one half click this way. And I'm like, no idea. I am an idiot. I'm a terrible mountain biker, but I'm really good at going outside and having fun. He, it is funny because I think like, my experience with Ab- with Adam uh, prior to talking to him was mostly through social media and probably mostly through ski content. Didn't quite I probably underestimated his uh, his biking knowledge before we uh, we chatted that day. So uh, that's it's interesting to hear that he's got a, a much. A, I know now that he used to race bikes. You know, he's very much a, a, in the biking scene as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, he's he is way he's a way better mountain biker than he is skier, which is really funny because skiing is huh. like his persona almost. Right. But like, I think he's so good at mountain biking, even when it comes to climbing and like te- he's too dumb to know he's hurt. So like when like everyone's gassed and like out of speed, he just like doesn't know he's like there. <laughs> His brain doesn't tell him to like slow down. So he just crushes you. And it's phenomenal. It's like this like. I don't know how he does it, but it's he's really good on a mountain bike and I am definitely not. But I have a lot of opinions. So I think that's well, uh- my number one question after some of it is like trying to make heads or tails of some of your opinions that don't really line up with each other. Like, <laughs> do you even like riding a bike? <laughs> oh my God. So I love riding a bike. I don't know why. <laughs> I think it's like the dumbest thing ever. I think we spend way too much money on like things that don't matter. And as much as I don't want to care, I care. And I think when it comes to biking, specifically mountain biking, I think however we can make it easier is better. And I know that's not like a necessarily an interesting take for most people. And people are like, you know, everyone came into my DMS and was like, wait till you try a single speed hardtail. This is how it evolved. And this is how it started. It's like, we're not driving model T's around. Like there's a reason like things evolve for reasons. And like, I, you know, the, the sport is intimidating to enter. So I think like, let's take price and everything else out of it. I think if we can have, you know, 29 inch wheel sets and like we can roll over things and, you know, modern trail systems are built for everybody. I think it's just way more fun and that's what it's supposed to be. Well, supposed to be is interesting when it comes to biking is one reason I felt comfortable actually making kind of a sequel episode to another podcast episode, which is probably pretty, uh, I don't know, arrogant of me to do <laughs> to start with. But um, as you know, the, the mountain bike suspension, the first one I did was probably, it's definitely the most divisive ep- episode I've done. Usually everything is kind of like, yeah, I see where you're coming from or I don't, I don't care. I like it this way. Biking to your point, like people coming at you in your DMs are people get really angry about stuff. And I think some of that is of all the sports we do as like in the outdoorsy community. And I'm even going to include the broader, you know, usually this we talk about, I think you guys do as well, more like human powered outdoorsy stuff. Right. Yeah. And I'm going to include like, everything, you know, motorsports, hunting, fishing, everything. We all ride bikes. Everyone rides bikes. Little kid, two year, 18 months old, right? Ride a bike. And so it's definitely of everything. I mean, I like, I like to ski. It's my least favorite of the outdoorsy sports I do. So I don't really, if you said you can't ski anymore, I'd be like, all right, you know, that's fine. You know, I wouldn't care, but But even if you said I couldn't mountain bike anymore, I'd be like, oh, that's fine. I'll ride my gravel bike. Well, you can't just, well, I'll ride a road bike. Like, I'll, I'll go ride a cruiser around. Like, there's so many different ways. And it so allows us to kind of form these opinions that then 
I think of all of, and we're already an opinionated sort. This is something I, this is a scab I pick out on the show all the time of like, we're the outdoor space and we all love each other and everything. Bullshit. Like we all have opinions like so deeply rooted that when we see anybody else out doing something, I don't care how nice you are, you have an, a reaction and an opinion on it. So then you take cycling where we all do it and we all have our way of doing it. And then if you say anything that is, you know, making like an objective statement, it's immediate fuck you, right? And I think that's kind of what, yeah. Is that, I mean, is that kind of what you experienced? Uh, yeah, I get more of like, I was shocked at how many people offered me their bikes. Like to try? To try? <laughs> We're like, wait till you try it. And I'm like, dude, you're you Come down to Gainesville, Florida today. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> the most bizarre places. But it's like, like, which was neat. It was really cool, but it was like, I don't want to ride your steel frame rigid Easy. single speed. Easy. I don't want to ride it. That's great. That's awesome. But it's like, it's like your weird uncle who gets like the, the, I don't know, some stupid sports car, like a Saturn Ion or like, what was that bad Saturn drive? But he's like, take it for a spin. And you're like, I don't want to ride. Was, I don't. Was there ever a good Saturn? I guess it's really well, the question. Right. <laughs> but remember when they made like that two seater convertible? It was like a, yeah. it was like a Miata. But it's like when your weird uncle yeah. gets that and he's like, take it for a ride. And you're like, I'm good. I know what well, it is. I know what it does. And it's not for me. And then you, not you, but like you, you're like, <laughs> well, you got to try it. And I'm like, I'm good. I don't, I just don't, I get it, but I, I but don't. But do you get it? But do you? You haven't tried I, it. <laughs> I mean, I've, I had a single speed or no, I did. I had a single speed niner. This was yeah. like before I was actually. I consider myself a mountain biker now. Like I, I, right, I bike right. a lot when I'm in good health. I put 1,700 miles on my full suspension last year, human powered, which I think is pretty good. Like, I don't know. There's probably people out there who are like, I crushed that. But like, I think that's good for a recreational cyclist. That's Absolutely. Far. That's far. So I had a single speed 29er prior to this. And like, I get it. It's neat. And then when I got back into mountain biking, I bought a Santa Cruz Chameleon, which is like a really great hardtail bike mm -hmm. that was on a budget. And like, it was fine. It got me back into the sport. Like, I get it. But to say that, like, is the second I went to a full suspension, it was just such a better experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is all about is experience. So like, sure. Can you do it? Yeah. Like. People ride snow bikes down the hill and like, that's not like you can do it, but like, it's not a better experience than like skiing. Like well, it's just not. I to guess me. of all the, of the, the one thing I was going to drill down on it. Cause a lot of it and separating my personal experience. And this is what Jabber and I kind of, we came to the same similar conclusion. It's like, what do you want out of it? And what are you getting out of it? And what are you riding? But you canceled hardtails. You didn't cancel full, full, fully rigid. You canceled hardtails, which that is to your. You just said that's the entry point. That's the you can get the six seven hundred dollar front fork has front fork suspension, right? But a hardtail, maybe you spend a little more, you get that dropper post. I believe you don't need rear suspension if you have a dropper post. I think it's kind of redundant, but we can get into that in a second. Oh. But you can't if you're gonna cancel something, cancel the rigid bike which i don't agree with either but not the hardtail man well, that's think, the entry point i think the rigid is like just its own little niche sector of the of the no, pie you you missed out you missed it because you said it's the teleskiing of of bikes no 
That's rigid hardtail. They're not fixies are the teleskiing. Yeah, but that's of- like <laughs> I agree, but that's like street. Like if we're talking like you're going to take. Oh, no, no, no. I knew a guy who rode the, the Par- Park City point to point on a fixed gear. He didn't finish because he was riding a fixed gear in Park City. Yeah, track. that guy's but- also going to show up in the paper for like murdering 4000 people. <laughs> it's just like, I'm sorry, but like they're psychopaths. There's nothing. Yeah. Like they weren't hugged enough as a child. Balance there. No, I, I, I mean, yes, I did cancel hardtail. Not that my opinion matters, but. Because if you're the type of person I am, mm. and I this is just me speaking for me, like everyone was like, you'll be fine on a hardtail. I read it for like a month and I was like, no, I need yeah. more. Like, so and like just skip that step. If you're gonna, if you're the person who's gonna get into something and then just commit to it, like just commit to it. And I know it's a scary price leap, and that's like mm-hmm. super intimidating, but you just spend a thousand dollars. Let's say you spend a thousand dollars on a hardtail, which is fine. Like that's great, but like you're gonna spend four grand on a full suspension within mm-hmm. the next year. And I would love to see like the stat on that. I bet you it. Like I have no idea. That would but, be like, interesting. <laughs> what is what is the uh the, the from uh, what's the percentage of drop off for people who don't get anything, but then who within a year upgrade? That'd be interesting. Right. And even I bet you most hardtail like enthusiasts yeah went to full suspension for a while and then they were like you know i like the way a hardtail like i don't think you just start on a hard, yeah i don't think you start on a hardtail and then never go away like you always come back right it's, it's the same i mean it's the i always say telemark because that's like my bit but it's the same as like you know no one really starts off a telemark skier they like snowboard they ski then they go to telemark and then they kind of go back to something and then they they end up back on telemark yeah because it, like it fits whatever weird thing they want to be a so part I, of. I heard jabber on rick say's podcast this week are you a teleskier teleskier am i yeah so i was for a long time or was he just that was a funny easter egg for maybe out of collective listeners that were listening to it is that what that probably. was yeah, <laughs> okay. probably yeah probably so i was a telemark skier for seven years eight years so that's okay. all i did full time and then uh i just Woke up one day and was like, I'm going back to Alpine. And like, now I'm a full-blown Alpine skier. And I think Telemark <laughs> is like, it's funny when you walk away from something and you do something else. Yeah. Again, this is all stupid. Like, whatever you want to yeah, do. Yeah, that's a good care. point. Overriding like, thing. This is like, a dumb conversation. <laughs> like, But like, anything you want to do and it gets you outside, great. Like, some people are like, I can't believe you don't like Telemark. Like, I don't well, hate yeah. your Telemark. I could care less. Like, whatever. But the, the internet thing is mm-hmm. like, a shit on Telemark. And then all these telemark skiers come after me and are like, just wait till you try it. And I'm like, again, precursor, I'm not good at anything ever. I am really good at telemark skiing. <laughs> like, for some reason, yeah, yeah. If like there's a higher being, he gave me, he was like, let's fuck with this guy and make him good at this dumb sport. Like, <laughs> and I'm good <laughs> at it. So, like, when I do it, people are like, shit, like, he can actually do it. I went to World Telemark Day this year in Eldora they do like a big party Kelly mm-hmm. uh, Colo's there my buddy CJ runs it all and I was like I'm showing up I have boots I don't have skis but I'll be there and like I rode with all these people made all these friends and then like halfway through the day CJ was like said Adam X and the person was like wait you're Adam X and I was like yeah and they were like fuck I'm so <laughs> mad that you know how to do that. like they right. were just upset because I can do it 
Well, like, that gives credibility there. My buddy Jay, who may have been there because he lives in Boulder. I think he went to that this year and he's a teleskier, originally from Jersey, grew up. I think he to your I was he's the guy who grew up teleskiing. I don't know. He must I don't know if he ever did alpine skiing. It's rare, not. but it happens. Yeah. But it happens, right? And I he because and that's the thing. Like I I'm happy to say that I'm the weird one because I like riding a, a rigid mountain bike. And yeah, there is an element of I like being the weird one. Like I like I like the weird the look I get when I blow go by other people and they're like, "What are you riding, man?" You know, I I I think it's awesome. At the same time, I I'm fully aware that I'm not I'm in the minority. And my buddy right. Jay is always like, "No, man, it's better." And I'm like. No, I think objectively it's not. If you like it more, dude, that's awesome. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And but there's a difference there, right? I think that's the biggest thing, though. There is a like, it's not better. You're never going to tell me that right. a single speed rigid is better, right? But like, if you're good enough to do that and you're that bored, I'm like hats off like well I, it also comes what do you ride so like what do you like to ride like what's your favorite style of mountain bike like, what do you want to go out and ride i'm definitely like are you got are you like a lift guy do you like riding the lifts and going downhill no, or no i'm not a downhill guy by any means i'm okay. like a mix between cross country and enduro like i okay. really enjoy the pedal like i want a nice long ride well it's like 15 to 20 mile ride yeah with good downs like I don't mind a big suffery up. I'm all for it. Okay. And then I, I like the win of the down. Yeah. Um, versus like just a pure cross country where you're just like, oh, I stacked miles, but like I never went up, I never went down. That doesn't excite me. Will I ride a chairlift? Sure. But like that's not like like there's not a cliff I can't like get off my bike and walk around. Like I'm just <laughs> hurt. Like I'm not like yeah. like it, if it's bigger than three feet, I'm like mm. And even the three footers, I'm like, I don't know. Jabber's like, you got it. And I was like, I don't nah, think so, dude. I like, think you I'm and I would have fun riding together. I'm in the same boat. Like, I'm like, nah. I, I the best part of getting older is it's like I, there was a time when I would probably felt that pressure. So like, you got it. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> no, and that's one good. reason I don't mind the rigid bike too, is because it's like I probably wouldn't have ridden that no matter what bike I was on. Like, I'm gonna get off and walk around this, whether I'm riding a rigid, a full suspension, a hard, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm just like, I know what I like to ride. I guess what do you get from the suspension though? Right, because that's kind of similar to how I ride. I like to climb. I, I I like to sit and spin. I like to get a workout out of it. I enjoy going down. It's not my. I don't. I'm not a downhill guy. And I just feel like with the dropper post, I don't know. Like I have fewer things I can break on the bike. Uh, I can pedal better without. Even with you know, I know modern rear suspension is better probably than what I used to ride when I had a full suspension bike that it does lock out pretty well. What do you think you get from that rear suspension that makes it so necessary? Like, what was it in that first time when you got on that full squish going from the hardtail? You're like, oh, this is it. I think it's just fluid. Mm. Like, like everything works in sync. And like yeah. modern bikes with modern geometry set up correctly. And that's like a whole nother conversation that like i'm not qualified for. But like people spend all this money on your fork and I'm on their forks. Like, I got a new fork. And I'm like, did you? Did you even adjust your last one? Like, you know, like, have you set your sag? Like, they're just like, I don't know. I mean, I come from like dirt bike world. So it's like the people spend all this stuff and I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, but that's all another kind. But I just think, I think there's, you know, there's a reason cars have suspension. Like if rigid was better, cars wouldn't have suspension. Like it's just a better overall. Uh... Like 
traction's better. There's no denying it. Like traction is better. Yeah, that's that's true. I'll give you that. Uh, you know, like I'm waiting for like I can't wait. Someone's gonna do it, and it's gonna bother everybody, and I will join the party. Like someone's gonna release a mountain bike with ABS, and people's heads are gonna explode. Oh, they they are gonna like, explode. I can't wait. Like, give me wireless brakes. Like, give me it all. I don't want any. Wait, didn't you also say that you don't want to? You don't want to upgrade your drivetrain. You don't want electric shifters and and the uh, the I have electric the derailleur hanger. Oh, I'm you do. Okay. I just don't. I'm saying, like, don't feel pressured. Like, do we need two thousand dollar like transmission, whatever? Like, they're hitting it with a hammer and shit, and you're like, no, you don't need that. Like, NX works fine for ninety eight percent of population. Um, I'm just like. I had the opportunity to like mm -hmm. build like a dream bike kind of. And because I'm in this industry world that it was mm -hmm. like, I get one shot at it. Like I had someone who was going to take care of me. I was like, I'm doing it. So at the time I built like the bike and it's already dated, which is like, yeah. perfect. like it's like a perfect point proving like even my, like, you know, 10 pack of friends last year, I had like the top tier build. And now my bike is like, fifth like right. <laughs> like it's just hilarious like it's right. like what is going on and like you know even down to like valve stems like we have to buy like upgraded valve stems. Uh, it's like, you can go nothing this i we're pretty aligned on this because i think the i don't care about like i hate when i click on it you see a youtube video with a good title and then it ends up being a discussion about like bike geometry like i i don't care like i i believe you i believe that I should be sitting here if I'm doing this and I should be sitting this way if I'm doing that, whatever. I, but I don't, I don't want to care because one of the reasons that led me eventually to riding a rigid bike was I kept trying to eliminate things that would break. Right. I remember I had a derailleur hanger break, then like rear suspension give out, you know, all the maintenance on, on my full squish bike. So that maybe you go back to a hardtail. And then, you know, honestly, and you know, I told the story in the original podcast, like when I got my rigid bike, I, I was intending on putting a front fork on it. And then it just, it didn't, you know, it was, it had the rigid fork. I'm like, well, let me try it. And I was trying to not like it. And I just had so much fun riding it that I'm like, I'm just going to stick with this. And it's great. And it just kind of suits the way I ride. And I could totally get like, it just works for me. I, I would never tell anyone, go do this. Now, and How then the second trails. They're really rocky. I'm in Southern California. So it's all, it's very okay. rocky dry. So you would think, cause I, I was looking for rock gardens the first time I had it out to like, make me go back to the shop and say, nah, put the front fork on. And I was okay. Now I did take out the, this recent episode. I have a salsa timberjack with a front fork that I just kind of was wondering, what am I going to do with this now? If I like this other bike and there's a trail by my house that is really just very loose and rocky. And on back-to-back -back days, I took out the rigid bike and then I took out the Timberjack. And I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is like, this is so fun. I don't, all these things I was having to think about, I don't have to think about anymore. And I mean, it kind of gets to what you're saying. And I think it's just like, for me, it's, I want both bikes. If you made me, if you put a gun to my head and say, get rid of all but one, I'd, I'd probably keep the rigid bike just because I really enjoy it. And mostly I'm looking for, just sitting on like, you know, dirt roads and paths and, and some single track and having fun. And I, and it's a good utility, but I can take it bike packing not to worry about it. But yeah, of course it was fun riding with the suspension. It was super fun. It was really fun having had taken some time off and then coming back to it about how fun it actually is. You know what I mean? But, uh, sure. Yeah. It's just limiting. The, it's kind of getting to that point where I wanted it simpler. I didn't want shit that can break, you know? Yeah. But you're like, you're a cyclist. You are it's like, like that's 
that's like the evolution of like a cyclist. Like you get all this shit, you get all the bells and whistles, and then like you just become like a purist, which is like that's what fixies are. Like you're, I don't want to say you're in that same category. No, I would never go there, but I, I get but like that's what it, it's just simple. Like it's not gonna break. You get like they love yep. salt. They don't care. Like if you can ride them in the winter, and like they just they're fine. There's nothing to go wrong. Right. But I think like the recreational cyclist, and like I consider myself, even though I ride a lot, I'm a rat. Like you get. Most people, if they're lucky, get two hours a day. And that's probably not even most people where they can like just go enjoy something. Right. And like, why make it harder? And there's yeah. always exceptions. There's always those people who are like, I want to make this like more, but like it's difficult enough. Like one finding <laughs> the time, loading your bike, like yeah. that's all a thing that has to exist. And then like, I don't know. I just love the it's not simple. It's like the least yeah. simple thing you could have, but like the pedaling part, you just pedal on these modern bikes. Like, Oh, I mean, they're all incredible. I mean, even the hardtail, like it just, it just the, the way it feels first, the first, I mean, I, my first real mountain bike, like 2007, I mean, relatively speaking, not that long ago and vastly different and better. It's oh, incredible. in bike years. That's like, it's like dog. Yeah. Like it's yeah. like, it's, yeah. that's like the again, dinosaurs, you know? Yeah. It's like, I mean, and I got to interrupt this Pursuit Rock Fight battle to talk about our sponsors for a minute. Uh, first sponsor being Rumpel. Rumpel's on a mission to introduce the world to better blankets. Their original puffy blanket is designed for adventure and built from the same technical materials found in your outdoor gear. Rumpel blankets are durable, water and stain resistant, ultra packable, and super warm. They're perfect for staying warm. Maybe, you know, you go for a long bike ride. And you're hanging out, maybe having a couple Sierra Nevadas at the end of the day. They keep you warm. They're amazing. They're perfect for staying warm, storing in your van for that extra layer when the temperature drops. So here's what I need you to do. I want you all to head over to rumple.com forward slash out of collective. Enter the code out of 10 and you get 10% off your first order. I'm telling you, these things are fantastic. They're good for the home, for stacking bikes, sitting on your couch, snuggling with your dog, snuggling with your significant other. They're unbelievable. 20D ripstop nylon with the DWR finish. Again, water stain and odor resistant. Head on over. Rumple.com forward slash out of collective. Enter code out of 10. Dude, it's Deuter. Don't make me say it again. Deuter. Not Deuter. Deuter. And guess what Deuter's doing? They're celebrating their 125th anniversary. They started in 1898. And since 2020, all of their packs have been PFC and PFAs free. What does that mean? No forever chemicals. Let's say that again. No forever chemicals. Deuters built for durability. They have a no questions asked guarantee, lifetime guarantee. They will repair any Deuter pack free of charge, no matter its generation or the reason for the defect. They have the Deuter promise for the planet and the people. It's a long, long thing that I'm not going to read, but it really means they're being honest. They're trying to protect the planet, trying to protect the people. It's a full 360-degree approach in creating a sustainable, sustainable business. It's not the easiest path, and it's certainly not the most direct one, but Deuter's convinced that it'll be more sustainable in the end. They have fixed goals, 
it, I mean, I can go on forever about this. The key aspects of the environment, protecting the climate, animal welfare, social justice, social welfare, and of course, you, the customer. So head on over to Deuter.com. That's D-E-U-T-E-R.com. Check out their bags. They got a whole new bike line. It's so good. Again, I've been battling this energy, uh, injury a little bit, but I might have snuck out on a couple gravel rides with it, and it's dang good. Go check them out, Deuter.com, D-E-U-T-E-R.com. Back to the fight. I don't remember my, my like, it was a 26-inch hardtail, you know, yeah. and it was, like, in probably 06 or 05. I got through everything. I did everything. Like, I ride, the trails haven't, I mean, we've got some newer trails, but, like, I still ride the same trails that I rode then. Yeah. But, like, we have a lot of roots because our trails sure. are old. Yeah, I grew up in the right. Northeast. I'm familiar. You're just pedaling on, like, like, just constant garbage like it's just yeah. like never smooth and you're just, like i don't know i think the, and, and they I seem to think, always be wet <laughs> always wet roots this <laughs> yeah. is the driest it's ever been but yeah it's just like i don't know i think for most people i think like i think it's actually should be reversed i think fold suspension's more for like beginner intermediate yeah you're probably like, right yeah, as you're the, talking, I'm thinking about my wife, who is not as big of a cyclist as I am, but she and she has a hardtail, and I I have thought re, over the years like I should get her a full. She'd probably like riding a lot more if she if she had a full squish. Yeah, know? it's just like it makes the experience better. Yeah, because it's just it's not that it's easier. It's just like using the term right. It's just simpler. Like you, how do you get over that? You just pedal versus like a a hardtail or a rigid, like. You're riding it a little more like a trials bike, especially right. a ridge. Like when you're in those rocks, like, yeah, it's sick because you feel it. You, there's no loss. Like you're part of the machine in yeah. its form. But like your trials riding at some point. I'm, I can't do that either, though. Oh, those guys impress the <laughs> hell out of me. And gals it's who insane. do that, man. But like a, a full sus, you just jam your front. Like, you just, <laughs> like if it's 29 inch tire, like as long as that rocks under 20 inches, like you're going to get over it unless well, you're like putting your that's head. A, like <laughs> that's a good one to get into because uh i do agree with you so my when i got my timber jacket it had 27 and a half on it and i thought like, i'll try that everybody's talking about it and everything like that i, I hated it i hated it they're th like they were like 2.8 wide like 27 inch and i felt like i was like pedaling through tar every no matter what kind of i got it when i was living in the northwest so like buff like lovely trails and i just felt like i was dragging i come down here i feel like i'm dragging i i, I put 29 inch wheels back on it i love that bike now I don't get 27.5. It's amazing how much of a difference it makes. Like, I can actually have a take on this because, like, I, I just switched recently um, with a buddy. I might have said it on the podcast, but, like, it was last year. It wasn't recent. But, like, I was, like, trying my bike. And the amount of stuff that I couldn't roll over, mm -hmm. I was, like, blown away. I had never, you don't, you don't think, like, it's an inch and a half. Like, who, that's right, nothing. Right, right. But the amount of lack of roll resistance and a 29 inch wheel versus especially where you live right it just like it blew my mind that it was that yeah. much different like sure there's a difference between 26 and 29 but like why are we still making 27 fives and like the mullet thing i get like the enduro guys I, like see, it i don't get the mullet thing i'm like just I, commit <laughs> i think it's just part of like i think that's like the fixies you know it's like that's a it's, hipster thing it's a it's a they you know, they head nod in the lift line. It's like being part of a club that no one wants to be part of. Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's a thing. It's another thing. I don't know. 
And that like that always drove me nuts with Telemark is every Telemark here wanted to talk to me. And I was like, I am not your friend. Like not <laughs> but like I don't I have it now. I'm on a revel rascal. And like it's like this little fucking cult. Like yeah. anyone who's got a revel, I mean, it's probably the same. Like if I had a Yeti, they probably the same thing. Like they all I, I'm like, I don't wave at like the people who own sprinter vans. Like we're not friends because we drive drive the same stupid van like like i don't wave at every prius that drives by like it just doesn't make sense to me i don't know but i feel like those people are always chasing something yeah and they want to be a part of something like and they want to tell you that it's better and like if it was better everyone would do it it's not better like it's just it's not yeah i agree i think this is, goes back to what kind of i was saying in the beginning it's like this is this is a bike thing like I was pretty serious. I was pretty serious trail runner for a long time, ran a couple ultras, whatever. I definitely had runner friends. But if I passed a runner on the trail, we weren't like, hey, hey, what, what kind of shoes do you have on? You know, like, no, you're like, you know, you go like nice right. little wave and you go on with your day. I skiing, same thing, you know, been out with backcountry skiing and other backcountry skiers. You might be like, where are you headed? Because if you're if you're taking different right. routes or whatever, but it's not a let's bond over our gear the way cyclists do. It's a really interesting little world. I wonder if it's because we spend so much like that Maybe, person yeah. can relate to the pain of like your bike costing more than your car. Like they just relate to it. So then they want to talk about it because it is just instant buyer's remorse. Anyone who's ever bought a mountain bike is like, oh, like it's instant. Like it doesn't matter if it's yeah. a good call or not. Like it, you just have to tell yourself like bikes shouldn't be worth 10 grand. They shouldn't no way. be. And that's another like, reason, again, this goes into the just, you know, it will drive you crazy, but like kind of going to the simpler bikes and just going with the chromoly steel. It's like, whatever. I just want something that's going to last forever. Like, I'm not a weight weenie. So, yeah, it's a pound or two heavier, whatever. Like, I don't care. And if I wanted to go race bikes again, I'd get a different bike. So I just want something that's going to last and going to like be good, you know, but because you're you're absolutely right. It's a little like the 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 opposite of oh you don't talk about like what you make in a year except when it comes to bikes and it's me like oh, what'd you spend on that would you would you would you get would it cost you I'm like yeah. oh thirty five hundred that's pretty good <laughs> it's insane it's not good like oh <laughs> no. these plastic wheels cost twenty two hundred dollars that's not bad and you're like who said that wasn't bad that's terrible <laughs> insane like I it that's blows awesome. my mind it absolutely blows my mind that like we I do it too i'm not saying i'm but i'm like someone will come out with something and i'm like oh 3200 bucks for that frame that's not bad and i'm like oh that's terrible and then like <laughs> gas is like three dollars and i'm like what like, <laughs> up dinosaurs from the earth and you're gonna charge me three dollars for a gallon of this meanwhile you just stamped a frame out of like at magic and like i'm mad like i'm i think that's a good deal like right. it's an insane concept that our brain has I guess the one thing that I, I don't know if we'll ever see eye to eye on, and I really want to give you a chance. I'm going to clear out and like, you got to, you got to defend suspension on a gravel bike. Cause I just, like you're like, it's going to be on all the gravel bikes. I think it should be. And I, I think that was like, and I think that was my loudest at my radio. No, no, <laughs> this isn't, this isn't the rigid guy in me. I can, I'm like, it's like, like, like no, it's a lovely, simple little machine that kind of blends these worlds so nice and it's this little adventure thing. And now you want to like complicate it with suspension. This is all my cryptic plan to just make gravels gravel bike even dumber. Cause like it's the dumbest sport that exists. Like cycle crossing gravel, like it just get like I the driving riding drop bars like on fire roads, and now like they're not even like they're doing like 
they're just riding mountain bike cross country courses on drop they, bar. They are. And that's silly. It's like, can we make this dumber? And like to me, the answer is yes. Like, let's put thirty mil of travel for tiny. Up. Remember what was that? Like, you know, the the Walmart bikes that had that little like uh, thing right below, like the stem, not the stem, yeah. but like the yeah, the head tube, and like you know, it was that little the travel bikes have those now. Yeah, is they, that what that, they, is that what it is on gravel bikes now? Well, they have a fork. Fox makes a fork, but like, I know the specialized gravel bikes have have like a like. I again, I don't know anything about bikes. Like where yeah, like your fork meets like your tube, like right. there's like a twenty mil like squishy there, oh and then you God. can like tighten it on the top, and I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's like, and they make those stems that have a little cushion. It's in not them. great. It's not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why not make it softer, right? But it's just like how, like at what point, like gravel bikes? I think like the biggest tire now you can run is like a maybe two five. Yeah, which. which- like we're it's just a mountain bike. We're just mountain biking again. Like we're going, yeah. we're going, we're going like yeah. full stupid and just coming back. The dumb like, cycling people like kept me out. I did an episode on gravel bikes too because and my and I started writing it right where I start. I have like a whole draft of this podcast where I am just railing on gravel bikes about how dumb they are. Like just mountain bike. What are you doing? And then I, when I, I might hurt my knee again, I wanted something I could ride from my house. So I'm like, all right, let me let me go try this. So I got a little like surly stragglers gravel bike and it's awesome and i love it and in certain scenarios where like yeah i would definitely take this over my mountain bike and i don't want to have a road bike so this is kind of that perfect i get it now but i I still see no but i still see people out where i would gravel ride on mountain bikes and i'm like well that's dumb or i see gravel bikes where i mountain bike and i'm like no like you should be on a mountain bike right now what are you doing you know it's just like I like the idea of, like, I'm not a road bike guy. I'm 220 pounds. I'm, a, like, if I hit, like, the roads where I live are bad. Like, yeah. it's not, like, I don't need, like, a, a Gucci road bike that if I hit a curb, it, it's toast. It's so, mm-hmm. like, the build quality of a gravel bike is really neat. And I think that's what they used to, like, I think they're just getting so weird now that they're, like, just becoming mountain bikes again. Like, right. Like, even two years ago, a gravel bike was like, you know, if my buddies were like, oh, I'm thinking about getting a bike to ride, like, just for some fitness. I'm like, get a gravel bike over yeah. a road bike because the geometry is good and you can ride them for long days. The gearing is fine. Like, sure, you're not going to hold 24 miles an hour, but like you can pace 17 miles an hour and yeah, exactly one by and you'll be fine. And like, if you hit a pothole, it's not your tires not going to implode like great. Right. But now in the gravel world, I swear, like someone's just like, man, like manipulating them, and I'm just gonna try to be part of it. But they're like, dude, what if we put flat bars on it? And I'm like, yeah, put flat bars on it, guys. And then like they're gonna be like, okay, let's put a fork. On. Like, why don't we put a Rockshox Judy on it? I'm like, fuck yeah, put a Rockshox Judy on it. And then they're gonna be like, like, oh, we just made like the Trek 9200 or whatever that one bike was that every person in the year 2000 owned. Right. That- what gravel bikes are going to be and then they're going to put like what are those stupid like eight pangers that you put on the front like you know like the little like i don't know they were on like every early 90s or late 90s mountain bike. oh like, those like those little like uh yeah bullhorn. Instead of just put right the little bullhorns right right that's where we're going to be and i'm yeah. be like god this is a 1998 yeah. trek 9600 or whatever that and like 
I just got a new gravel bike. I'm actually testing it. So it's a Radivis collab with Sklar bikes. Mm-hmm. And it's like a piece of art. But I'm like, I don't know what it's like. I don't know what to do with it. And I yeah. don't mean that in a bad way. Like, it's beautiful. It's really cool. It's steel frame. Uh, it's got all these fancy shifting, which is like really neat and clean. Like, awesome. But like, I think the tires are 2.2. So like, it's not good on the road. Right. And I'm like, am I just supposed to like tomahawk this on trails? Which is like cool, but then I'm like, what? And like, I'm just trying to figure it out. Because what do you sh- do with it? And like, I'm not like it's, it's really neat. And like, I I'm yet to like really ri- I've been hurt, so I haven't really like put it through its paces. And maybe I'll be blown away with it on the road. But like, we're getting so far away from like what I think they were for. Yeah. That now we're like. Like some of these gravel races are like, we're not even, we're just, they're just mountain bike races on a gravel bike or road races. Yeah. On, on, like, on dirt trails. It's, I just don't understand it. Yeah. The town I live in is where the Belgian waffle ride in Southern California starts. Oh, and so yeah. it's like, it starts right by the climbing gym I go to. And I was watching just some videos that people posted and just the absolute carnage. And I, and I've actually, I've, I've ridden my gravel bike on some of the trails that go on. And it's, it's one of those like, I would prefer to have my mountain bike, but you can make the case that you they're they're gravel compatible. And I'm like, there are way too many flat tires and like tacoed wheels and shit. You're riding a road bike. They stop. Like you're not riding a gravel bike. It's like, that's, so bizarre. Yeah. I think what you're saying, and this is where I think there's a lot of like, we're, you know, we're, we're having fun, but it's also, there's a lot of alignment because I think most of the problems that we're talking about or the opinions that just make us scratch our head, it's a bike thing. Cause it's not just enough to yeah. say, Hey, we invented this category called gravel, and then you try like, oh, that makes sense for here. Awesome, I'd like to have one of these. We gotta have seventy-two different versions of it. Your point, good. We're gonna figure out a way to squeeze into you know, ten millimeters of travel because then it's gonna make your hands feel sixteen point two percent better over a hundred mile. And it's like, just stop with it, man. Just ride fucking bikes. You know what I mean? Have Literally fun. Like, there, I ruined it. Yes, and that's like, like, I get it. I think everyone. We started on clunkers, man, up in Marin yeah. County, right? I mean, your point about tele skis. If you're having fun on tele's, have if you're still rocking your super straight parallel skinny skis from like 1984, right. dude, awesome! Like, have a good time. Like, you don't need, don't feel the pressure to just it's like just so. Like, I have a, I have a Jameis Aurora. I don't know if you know what that is. It's a steel frame touring bike. Nice. Like, it's super simple the whole goal or the whole point of it is that you can fix it at any bike shop that's like why they made it it's a little dated now but like nothing fancy cable fucking like v breaks but the goal is that like if it breaks you can have cable and just fix it like that's it's made for touring and like i get that yeah and i can but that's my gravel bike like that's like the but like i can take it anywhere a gravel bike can go it's again it's steel framed like it's, yeah it's bomb proof like and it's it has zero bells and whistles it's like the lamest bike you could ever have yeah but i put more miles on that with with gear like dropping curbs and like you know riding it like <laughs> we, we do this ride from pittsburgh to dc um or we used to like every year it was just mm-hmm. like for fun you're never on a road you're on gravel the whole time and it's a riot, but you have like, like we bring a ton of food and snack. like it's, it's glamping, but with bikes right. and like you feel the frame, like twisting when you like turn, <laughs> but like the thing is unstoppable. And it's just yeah. like, 
that's what it that's what we need and then we just keep making them better which is actually worse so it's like the, it's just like i'm just in on it like yeah like you want yeah we should like oh yeah let's put suspension let's put a front fork on it. and then it's like and there's a company that makes it but like why don't we put a little rear suspension on it i'm like yeah good idea guy that's brilliant right and then, right what if we put flat bars on awesome yeah perfect and then it's just like oh we're mountain biking again and i'm like there we are <laughs> there it is we got there oh my god yeah well before we go um there's probably there's two topics that we need to talk about one I, one's a little more we'll save one for the end but like so electric cars oh hey how can you hate on electric cars because it's bullshit what's bullshit how do you charge your electric car you plug it in where does that power come from oh i get yeah it comes from the grid yeah that's Where a long the grid fun. get their power yeah, absolutely from coal <laughs> we're not there yet we're we're not there yet but where i do see because i hear what you're saying and i think the you're not wrong of the sort of greenwashing and um that is and I'd say probably being portrayed more by the car manufacturers than than maybe like w w people who actually talk about it is that, yeah, we're not there yet. Look, the lithium battery is going to be a problem. All these things. Right. But if you do look at it and I did this do research, you made me you made me do research. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you if you eliminated cars, automobiles from the planet, it would reduce like climate emission gases by close to 20 percent or something. So it's a pretty, pretty healthy contributor to climate change. But it's not even about that. And that's the thing that I keep coming back to when I talk to people electric cars, because we got our first electric electric car and it has nothing to do with gas prices. I mean, it's all stuff you think about, but it's not, but it really has to do with gas prices or us contributing to climate change or any of that. It's a hundred percent about the fact I don't have to go to gas stations anymore. And let me tell you something, that feeling when you're driving home at night, you know, you know, you're like, you're like you got the little fuel light on and you're like, Oh man, I should I should go get gas now. And you're like, nah, I'll go get it in the morning. And then you wake up in the morning, you're like, ah, I should have gotten gas last night. <laughs> Eliminated. <laughs> Your car is ready to go. So from a from a convenience standpoint, I don't care about the rest of it. It's awesome. <laughs> uh just I want to say before I say anything, uh, my side of the podcast right now is a hundred percent renewable energy. Uh, everything yeah, that is true into this podcast. Um, no. I get that. Yeah, but you're not also, a climate denier or anything. Like, yeah. you make that no, clear to I'm the not. Listeners. I'm not. <laughs> I also drive a lot. Like I drive, right. you know, I've been in a van for seven years. I've driven yeah. across the country every year for the past seven years. So like an electric van that gets uh, 120 miles is like a laughable thing. At um, this point, absolutely. Wouldn't be. And wouldn't like, make it's sense really either. neat. It's going to be really cool. And like all these Amazon hubs are popping up and they do 90 miles in a day. And like, yeah. that's going to be really neat. But I, I do think that we are being the testers for what like Ford and Chevy and Tesla should all have figured out. And I think, oh, yeah. And like, I think the manufacturing process is bullshit. And like, this is me again, go back to the first thing words I said on this, like, I'm a bumbling idiot, but like, <laughs> I'm willing to bet that like, they are not processing these cars cleanly. And oh, then, yeah, so I what's the carbon offset? And then like, you know, and like, you know, it's windmills, like a windmill will never in its entire lifespan recover its offset because how do we get the windmills there? Like how many trees do we mull down to build roads to get them there? 
And like I like like I'm all for wind energy, but I think it needs to start on like a smaller scale. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the companies need to do it and not be like, hey, buy like consume more. Like yeah, the company right. like Ford instead of saying, hey, buy a new Ford Lightning truck, which is a rocket ship and probably super cool. Like I don't know if anyone listening's ever been on a Tesla like not an Uber driver Tesla and they like gas it like your head gets like, it's insane. The yeah. power is insane. Electric vehicles are instant power. It's crazy. You turn a light switch on it. It's on. There's no delay. Same thing in a car. Like it's, it's phenomenal. And the tech is going to be in five years. We're going to laugh at the tech right now. That And that's, but, that's the kind of the oh, finish, your, finish what you're saying. Go ahead. Well, I just, it, it's not there yet. And I think we're just being sold on this thing. And like, figure it out and like if you go to europe like they buy they have a te or they have a civic that's a mm -hmm. three-cylinder diesel that is a little less efficient than so it can't be sold here but they keep their car for 15 20 years yeah so the efficient it it evens out versus right. us we just consume we just buy things every two years and that's not efficient there's no it's just greenwashing like you're not and I'm not, I don't know, maybe I'm completely wrong, but like, you're not, no, I, you're not I think it's a short-term versus like long-term problem. And same thing. I'm not an expert. I, I think I just kind of look at it as you, a lot of things you're detailing are definitely American problems. We overconsume. We're being told we have to consume. Everything's built off of buy, buy, buy. Right. I mean, it's the problem in the outdoor industry. Like I've yeah, got on my 100%. high horse about I'm part of it clothing. too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Me too. I think the, um, if you take the long view, though, everything you said, you, it's going to five years from now, it will be radically different. And that's kind of thing. I, I bristle when people are like, bring up the short term problems and and like, sure. like, well, we shouldn't do it because of this. It's like, we're going to figure that out. And as soon as the because the consumer demand is going to get there, like I had a moment during the Super Bowl this year, I, my wife and I were counting. There was like six car ads and they were all for electric vehicles. I mean, that's like I've said, too. I think like we we got a Tesla, but I also know it's probably the last Tesla we're going to own because. Ford's is going to do it better because they're a car maker, right? You know, and like there's the little things right. about the Tesla that drive me crazy are like, they're not going to make those mistakes. So yeah, no, no, I, I hear everything you're saying. You're absolutely right. I would love to see. And there's also, there's the bridging the gap, right? It's like the, how about a, PA, a public service campaign? Hey, hold on to your car for more than six months. You know, like well, there's well, a Toyota good idea. Did that with Corolla. Yeah. It was like, it's 73% of Corolla's sold or, are still on the road still today. on the road right that's a great sales pitch like that's great sales pitch that's phenomenal because like yep. I, I mean yep. i have an 06 prius and people are like that's so old and i'm like oh six like that thing's right. brand new to me like yeah, right. i just don't and like i think i i don't know i just like you know i ride a lot of dirt bikes i am a two-stroke guy and people yeah. are like you know, i get it like you can't and and that's a whole nother long rant if you can't be one without the other like everyone just do their part do right. your best and like okay but you know we get some electric dirt bikes and these guys are like oh you know they're and i'm like how are you charging that yeah and then you look at their campsite and they're running this giant diesel motor to charge their <laughs> generator to charge three little bikes and i'm like i'm willing to argue that my little two or 300 cc two-stroke that runs for maybe an hour a day like is like i don't know and i and i have no idea well we're in the transition right now and that's kind of the thing and i think there is an element of we should call things out call out the bullshit on people when it should be called on 
but there is going to be like we're you know we got one foot in sort of it's like right right it's like turn of the century 20th century we got one foot in when we're still riding horses and the other foot in when we're we're riding around in combustion engines right and it's going to be like right. 10 15 years from now i imagine it'll be radically different like it'll be like we're still almost like pre-internet era and the internet era is For coming sure. in a lot of ways right but and it's it's awesome it's rad i don't want but it's like we just we have all these things that are like that don't like we're not there yet. I get yeah. it, but like those guys are in business to make money. So like, how's your yep. manufacturing process? Is it clean? Like, okay, now that's a step in the right direction. And like, yeah. what are we doing with these batteries? And like, they're recyclable. Like, what does that mean? Are they actually, or are they like, <laughs> you know? And even I mean, my Prius, like, and that's all I can. And a Prius has a generator, so that's why I like it. It has a motor that create that charges the battery. It's a cycle. Listen, we're running out of time. I want to, we, we, we do movie reviews, uh, on the rock fight. So maybe we'll have to, they're outdoorsy, like evaluating the outdoor moments in movie reviews. So I'm going to, I want to talk fast and furious. In the fact yes. that we're out of time. So let's pick your favorite fast movie and we'll do an outdoor movie review of a, of a fast and furious movie in the future. Oh my God. I have to pick a favorite. That's yeah. So well, which one should we watch? We'll bring house. We'll bring Justin Hausman in. We'll, we'll all watch it. And then we'll do an outdoor movie review of your favorite fast and furious, which has the I most like... outdoorsy scenes. Is it the one with the submarine? Is it? The oh, one? No, I would go back. I feel like you got to do like too fast, too furious. Cause they like kind of had a budget for the sequel yeah. and then <laughs> know what they were going to do. And that, ah, oh, it's. You admit I'm... they're not good movies. You just enjoy them. Right. Yeah. Oh, they're terrible. But they're past five's pretty good. Five, and past like, five's pretty good. I just love the idea. Like, don't let your dreams be dreams. Because like, someone made a really bad movie and now is like a multi-millionaire and was like, "Hey, I think we should call like Jason Statham and The Rock and Vin Diesel and John Cena." And like, he just kept saying bullshit names and like, right. He, they just kept getting people to join. I and did like, hear the most. The Fast Ten was not was not great. Did you Did you enjoy it? Uh, do you want spoilers or no? Yeah, you can spoil it. Go ahead. There's, there's just, two, there's going to be another one. Well, because so, of like, the rock showing up post credits. I heard about that. Yeah. But like, yeah. it just leaves you. But here's my fan theory is like, everyone's kind of <laughs> stuck. Everyone's kind of like, what are we going to do? Yeah. And mention, uh, Brian, the, like the whole, ep like all of 10. Right. And Brian is Paul Walker's character. That right. Is, clearly passed in real life but is alive in this so like the only person left to save them is brian is brian so, so do like, they recast or are you thinking they're ghosts like he's CGI? got a twin brother paul walker has a twin brother that's yeah alive. but he's not identical though right because then he yeah but he's fine we don't care we know he's dead we don't just give me something close like I don't care. You could put Chris Pratt in there and I'd be like, great. How would that be received? I feel like there might be some, has it been long enough that everyone would be on board or you think there'd be immediate like justice for I think for everyone knows. I think everyone's just in on the joke at this point. But like, <laughs> yeah. I just think, I mean, it's terrible, but it's super entertaining. And like, that's all this is supposed to be is entertainment. Yeah, like, that is true. I don't know. Star Wars is stupid. And like, Star Trek is probably dumber. And like, I like, like you're going to tell me Harry Potter's cool. Like I just like, it's all dumb. It's just entertaining. <laughs> and like, I don't just, I'm a fan of just entertainment. And I love when like things that were net, like that was never supposed to be 10 movies. I will never agree with you right there. It's not my favorite franchise by far, but the fact that it went from 
we're gonna boost these DVD players and and drive in our freaking like you yeah. know souped up cars to what it is is amazing. Like I'm a like, fan. Cool stop. Yeah, I will. Like I dragged my girlfriend to it when it came out last week or two weeks ago, and she's like, I was like, I have to support it. Like I will give them my fifteen dollars because like I hope that if I have something stupid go this far. Like I remember going to the first one at the yeah. movie theater in my '92 Ford Tempo. And we all drove separate, like as a joke. And like, we all did reverse donuts because we all had like shitty front wheel drive vehicles and like in the parking lot after. And like, I texted my friend who I haven't talked to since the last one came out because he like moved <laughs> to Florida. And I was like, dude, you got to go see it. And he's like, oh, I'm going to see it with my daughter next week. And like, so to me, it's like, it's, it's family. No, it's so stupid, but it's like, it's hilarious. Like, it's just like, I will put one out. I will go see it. As long as they put one out. My favorite like, thing about pop culture stuff is we all have the thing, one or two things where we'll defend it to the death in the face of like information that this thing's either bad or stupid. Right. My, my, like my all time favorite band is Metallica. And I mean, yeah. like, I mean, like all I will sit, we could spend 20 minutes. I'll tell you why St. Anger is awesome. Like the most <laughs> like uh, load and reload, like, yep, I'm on board, you know? So, it, but I also get that like most people think that those are crap albums, but I'm like, nah, man, they can't. Everyone's got to have go a hill wrong. to die on. Like everyone has to have a hill to yes, die on. But exactly. I just like, I don't know. I put my phone away for two hours and I just like, it's amazing. I don't know. I I don't, it's really hard hill to die on, but I'm going to continue to die on it. Cause... Uh, I think you're all right. But I think we should do a movie review. That'd be fun. I'm in. Too, right, uh, too fast, too furious. You got They got to go number two. Because you got to have Paul Walker. Three is a mess. Like, three is only for, like, three is, like, it's the single speed, like, Tokyo Drift. It's the single speed rigid. Like, you have to, like, have gone full circle and, like, done all the other things to, like, Before really get there. three. You're like, all right. you're like, yeah, this one works. Because three right, we'll is on the end. That's the, key to, that's the key to Tokyo Drift, is that Vin Diesel makes a cameo in the last 10 seconds. That completes the film. We'll we'll get it on the calendar for the summer. Hey, man, thanks for coming on the podcast. Really appreciate your time. Anytime, dude. All right, that's our show for today. I want to thank my guest, Mr. Adam X, for being a good sport and joining the Rock Fight. Be sure to check out his show over on the Out of Collective Podcast Network. We want to hear from you. What do you think of my takes on biking? What do you think of Adam's takes on biking? Of Adam's takes on the Fast and the Furious? Send your emails to myrockfight at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with more outdoor content. Thanks for listening to The Rock Fight. I'm Colin True. The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight, LLC.